it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. What about as slow as the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, didn't it, that intro? Uh, Welcome, everybody, to the final race review of the year. 2022 is done, dusted, locked up, sealed, contained. Goodbye to never probably be looked at ever again unless you are a Max Verstappen fan. We've got a lot to digest. Uh, well, actually, probably not as much as usual uh, because it's Abu Dhabi. But I'm sure there'll be a lot of moaning and talking about uh, the track, which we've got coming up. But first and foremost, just want to say this podcast is sponsored by Elgato, our season long partners. It's the end of the season. So thank you, Elgato, for sponsoring us for this entire time. And do do we feel like we are now professionals with this great equipment? Have we made it? Absolutely. OK, well, we're always so such professional. Yeah. For- professionals yeah absolutely uh so thank you elgato for that and also uh want to shout out uh, for the final time for the race podcast this year uh one of you lovely people who have given us a five-star review and this one is from tricky ricky from the netherlands and they say wtf1 you make my day every podcast puts a smile on face <laughs> i assume there was a my missing as well I actually quite like that. Puts a smile on face. Not just their face, everyone's face. Oh, he's lost it. I'm not actually looking at Tommy's face right now. I didn't even notice that. You know I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm going to read it out as it is. Uh, But smile on face. Uh, Listening to you on my daily commute, sometimes people look funny at me for laughing out loud. Keep up the good work. I appreciate the unfiltered options. I assume that meant opinions. Opinions, yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's good. No, I enjoy a typo. Uh, that's basically what our editors do all the time. Uh, and Their English is a lot Katie better than my Dutch. An, the editor for the YouTube channel. That's what I'm talking about. Anyway, Tommy, Katie, how are we both doing? I've done all the shout outs. Uh, shout out to you two. What's Guanin? I'm good. 15 yeah. wins. Still got the hype. Oh, hoodie on. Or off. Like, why can't you just yeah. talk about something other than Max for once? Like, Why is your personality trait Max Verstappen? <laughs> like, oh, Kate, I'm going to go to bed with it. Do you Fine. sleep with it? Did you sleep with it what, at the end of like? Yesterday? No. Kate's not been worn since Zandvoort. Keep that I did actually come over the other day, didn't I? I should have burnt it. Yeah. There and then just, <laughs> you uh, did have words with Grace her. as well for all the Just, just the to remove it power. from the background. It just looks at me every time and goes, <laughs> Charlotte Claire Paul. I won <laughs> though, didn't I? Uh, and Katie, how are you? You good? You finished the annual. Congrats. We're, I'm so close. I haven't written up my Abu Dhabi race report yet because it's been a bit manic. But yes, the annual is so nearly done. And well, that'll take up a lot of words, to... won't it? The Abu Dhabi. Uh, I know race it's going to be a quick, a quick and easy one. Um, but without sending everyone into mass panic, there are only a few annuals left. So if you haven't bought one, get on it, honeys, because they're not going to be there for long. So yeah, which is that, mad, that, but... that is that is a genuine thing as well. It's not as just trying yeah. to sell them. We're not you, you, they will, We're not actually joking. You, they will. Sell We've out, sold so. more than we expected, and it's they're flying out the door. So if yeah. you want one, get it now because we're not going to be doing much more promo for it. Okie dokie. There we go then. 
Thank you, everybody, for for listening to this Abu Dhabi podcast. That's all we've had to really speak to uh, speak about uh, today because there's nothing to talk about in the race. Just (laughs) kidding. Three word race reviews. Charlec sixteen underscore fan. I was crying. Is Is that that just the the fact that Charles didn't win? Yeah, (laughs) probably. Uh, Prem. W7, another Alonso DNF. Rafsio, Rafsio, well done, Ferrari. And TTO Selly, thank you, Seb. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, well, I'm sure that Charles Leck fan was actually crying about something else because I think Ferrari, for one of the only times this year, didn't make us do it or didn't do anything to make us cry. Uh, I say us, me cry. I'm, I'm wearing Ferrari hype train because it's the end of the season, which means technically everyone's on zero now. So I am boarding the Ferrari hype train from the Monday after Abu Dhabi and I'm seeing it all the way through to the end of next season let's go anyway Katie what's your three word race review sorry Tommy I was gonna say yeah Charles Leclerc's uh taken Max Verstappen's deficit over 150 points that's big hype for Ferrari if anything actually ahead as well now because alphabetically L (laughs) comes before V so um Leclerc ahead in the championship big moves Katie I saw something though that Oh, no, sorry, I was going to say, I saw something that like, the World the Championship <laughs> is only like properly official when they collect the trophies at the gala. So get the hoodie off. Ruin your... Get the hoodie off. <laughs> now, that's for a different platform, Tommy, you know that. Uh, what was that noise, <laughs> no. by the way? Was that either Grace or your Frank. dog? It's Frank. Frank. Okay. Said, yeah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Frank's not happy about the points being reset. No. 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 Shall I get no. into my three-word race with you? Yeah, do it. Yeah, shall I? Okay. Go on then. Um, mine was, that was emotional. And it was about Nicholas Latifi's last race in Formula One. Yeah. Nothing else, yeah. just Latifi. Big Nutella. Um, yeah. And what a shame that he didn't finish, which we can go into later because it affected your one of your predictions, which was hilarious. Um, but yeah, last race for Sebastian Vettel, maybe indefinitely. But Ricardo, if he can't come back. Don't want to talk about it. Mick Schumacher, we now know, hasn't got the Haas seat. Nicholas Satifi, unless something crazy happens, I can't see him coming back to Formula One. So, yeah, quite a lot of drivers having potentially their last race yesterday. I'm going to be honest. I surprised myself. I didn't cry at the checkered flag, but I think that was because I was just too busy typing and doing live tweets that I was just not quite in the moment as I normally would be. And you don't really but have did... the emotional connection with the checkered flag either, do you really? Why, <laughs> why, why would you cry it? Let's be real. That's true. But I did have a cry before um, any racing had even happened because of a VT that Sky ran, which had, um, I was just about to sing it then, Who? I'm not going to do that, that I did it my way. And it was to Sebastian Vettel. And it was really emotional gave up a little bit of vibes that he died I have to be honest at some points but generally it was just a really sweet tribute and yeah so I had a cry at that but apart from that the tears they didn't come out so sorry to everybody that was relying on me to bawl my eyes out that didn't actually happen but yeah sorry that was a really random three-word race review <laughs> that was a very long three words um but no it was uh it was emotion I thought you'd got you would have gone for that was emotion to be honest with you I felt like that was oh, more yeah. Katie Type that so totes emotion. Yeah, something like that. Um, but either way, it was, it was emotional. <laughs> um, I think I probably would have got uh, more emotional had I realised that the race was starting at one, not two. And uh, Tommy was like, are you coming for the watch long? And I was like, ah, yes, the race starts at one, doesn't it? <laughs> so I missed a no. lot of the build-up. Um, I, made, I made up Matt's predictions because we normally do the prediction thing where we predict the top five. 
the best one I've ever done. Them. Yeah, four out of five I got. Just no, filling no, them in I for got, Matt. I got uh, yeah, on the graphic. Sure, you, yeah, in the record yeah, yeah. books it says I got four out of five. <laughs> Tommy, sorry. Uh, how do you know that I didn't telepathically just speak to you? Uh, I was like, then, oh, Leclerc, Leclerc second, Matt's delusion. I would have backed Leclerc. I would have like, oh, backed wow. Leclerc. Yeah, of course I would have backed Leclerc. I mean, come on, look at me. I'm wearing a Ferrari hype train hoodie. Uh, anyway, yes, um, it was very emotional. Um, yeah, that that montage video was 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 yeah re- a really nice touch. I, I did feel like we've not not had a send off like that maybe mm. ever. For, you know, and it, it, I find it so funny that Fernando Alonso, after being given an amazing farewell with the donuts in 2018, is then the one to say goodbye to Vettel four years later and then fernando's just saying look we'll see you again you know you'll be you'll be back yeah i'll 2026 or whatever he's he is not convinced that vettel is not going to return to formula one uh he was hamilton yeah hamilton as well it's love it's all the old guard are like you'll be mm. back don't be silly and anyway. that's maybe why hamilton who may have thought about retirement is now like I'm just going to come back anyway. I may as well just race for another four or five seasons and then call it quits when I'm nearly 40 rather than leave, do a Kimi Raikkonen comeback, do a Fernando Alonso comeback, do a Michael Schumacher comeback. All the greats do it. All the world champions. Yeah, they do. I I personally can't see Vettel coming back. I think when he did his <laughs> Instagram live and everything he's talking about, uh, I, I genuinely think a lot of it, and it seems that way anyway, is is the kind of environmental thing. He was on Question Time, wasn't he? And he got a lot of questions about the hypocrisy of caring about the environment and being a Formula One driver. And he's done a lot um, in terms of he was talking about, you know, like not using jets anymore and doing do it like, you know, cycling to the track and things like that. Um, and he wants um, people to carry on that legacy in Formula One. So I, I personally think... Um, and sadly for for us fans that it is a goodbye um but back to Katie's 3 hundred race review yeah the uh the start i think was actually more emotional than the end the end was really cool with the donuts what a shame that the two drivers that you thought would be doing the donuts with him uh and getting that guard of honor back was uh hamilton and alonso and they both retired shocking like Hamilton, I don't Hamilton think never had, retires. Mercedes ever haven't had one mechanical failure this entire year, and then they have it in Abu Dhabi. Of course, probably the only reason that happened was after being sent over the curbs mm. and having that big old, um, well, not a massive wheelie compared to Alonso and Cota, but a, a decently sized wheelie, and boom. Uh, and clearly that messed up the car. But yeah, it was such a shame. You saw Alonso coming, you're like, oh, for God. And then, how, oh, my days. Who's going to do a, who, we're going to have Latifi with him? Like Schumacher. I mean, Latifi and Schumacher Latifi did, didn't a, even... did one in the race, didn't they? Uh, which was quite nice. They, they thought, <laughs> look, we're both leaving as well. Very synchronized as well. Very so synchronized. Beautiful. He was beautiful. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. Incredible uh, scenes. And they both carried on. Uh, but we'll talk about Latifi's race a little bit later because uh, it was it was, it was a good time, beef. wasn't it, on the watch along? Uh, I don't know if you were watching along at the same time, Katie, but uh, celebrated preempt preemptively. Uh, anyway, Awkward. let's keep let's keep talking about Vettel first. Uh, what happened with Vettel's strategy? I assume that's just a question we're asking ourselves here. Uh, and I th- I saw it unfold during the the race watch along that we do on Twitch and. I mean, both myself and Tommy saw it coming from a mile off. We're like, what's going on with Vettel here? He's on medium still, and he's losing time hand over fist. And he was fighting Ocon, 
and then all of a sudden you you know you blink and 10 laps later Ocon has made pretty much his entire pit stop back on Aston Martin and Vettel and you go not again not now why why can't you just go with Ocon's strategy why do you have to do something different now I appreciate maybe that you know they wanted to make the one stop work but it didn't and again for whatever how many times this year Stroll gets a better strategy than Vettel and Stroll ends up beating Vettel well, yeah. I mean, I don't know the owner. Maybe uh, not sure who he is, uh, but it's it was it was uh, it was catastrophic, and you could tell after after the race as well when Seb was interviewed about oh four world championships, he was still bitter about the fact that his strategy <laughs> hadn't worked, and he was you could tell he was a bit miffed off. Of course, he just come out of the car, but that strategy was 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 really poor. Yeah, it was shocking, shocking strategy. Uh, the one stop did work for a couple of people, which we'll go into later, but. Why they left Vettel out for so long just made no sense. He was never going to get get the advantage, and you know he was catching Ricardo near the end. And um, but yeah, it was just it's just such a a bad strategy. And yeah, the fact that Lance Stroll, even in Seb's final race, I'm sure wasn't done on purpose. Maybe I'm sure there'll be some people that think maybe it was. Um, but yeah, because uh, a lot of I saw a lot of people reply when we're talking about the strategy that this has happened a lot um, to Vettel this year. Because if you look, uh, we say a lot, don't we, that Lance Stroll doesn't qualify particularly well, and then just out of nowhere he finishes the rate the race in seventh or eighth, and you're like, what? How has that happened? Um, so yeah, Stroll got um, the better strategy and came through the field, and uh, yeah, poor Seb, uh, he was. He had his little donut area to celebrate and they made it so he could park on the on the straight. But totally agree. You could tell as a racer, he was just he couldn't disconnect that immediate like, oh, that's really annoying. I could have finished eighth there. Yeah, no, it's a, a shame. And you could tell like when he came in for his one pit stop, you know, as he left the box, there was maybe talks that he had knocked his pit limiter and he was speeding in the pit lane, which never ended up resulting in anything, which is good. But uh, yeah, he was just not a happy guy on the radio saying he felt like a sitting duck and all this kind of thing. And it's a shame that bad strategy kind of ruin that race because even though Sebastian's bowing out of the sport we've said it for the last few races like he's not like his racing skill hasn't taken a step back because he's taking a step back in fact like some of his recent racing like look at him and Kevin Magnussen at Cota it's like some of the best racing we've seen all year although ironically we didn't see it on the TV coverage but um it was just like amazing and he did some great moves throughout Abu Dhabi but yeah just unfortunately the strategy wasn't wasn't working to his advantage, but at least we got said points, eh? You got to look at the positive. Thanks, Lewis Hamilton, for retiring to give us both Ricardo and Vettel points at the end of that. Yeah, it was kind of a I've won, but at what cost? Would we have taken one point for Vettel or Hamilton doing donuts with Vettel at the end? I think I would have chosen the donuts so personally. Um, but if anything, he could have mm. finished higher than eighth as well. He was fighting Ocon, and Ocon was Ocon finished twenty six seconds further down the road than where Vettel finished. Yeah. And it, and not just that, the poor strategy from Aston Martin cost them a place in the constructors and $12 million, which I know oh, is no, like, anyway. Oh, no, anyway. Like, yeah, but it's still money, Tommy. I know Lawrence Stroll is a, you know, get a big more boy winter billionaire. On, more winter um, on time there, yeah, right? maybe. Yeah, I reckon true. they prefer that. Yeah. 
it's, this maybe is that the thing, was right? the maybe that was it all along. Oh, we don't want to beat Alpha too much. Let's get that wind tunnel time. What and we'll, we'll draw. Plan is in action already. Yeah. Now Vettel definitely looked like he wanted to pass Danny Rick, so I'm not sure that. Yeah, uh, true. <laughs> that speaking, messaging was speaking of El Plan. Um, go into Alonso's bad luck, but him watching on the sidelines of that battle strategy while Stroll got an amazing strategy must be like, oh, for God's sake, what's, what am I in, what for? Am I in yeah. for here? Yeah, oh, it's going to be... I'm sure Lawrence Stroll's not going to exactly be too disheartened or too unhappy with uh, Stroll beating a four-time world champion. And then Fernando Alonso is going to come into the team and I'm sure there will be some miraculous Lance Stroll drives and decent strategies there. But you can't imagine they're going to be tripping themselves over, especially with um, with the likes of those amazing pedigree drivers. Uh, it just it just seems to always work in Stroll's favour this year, which um, is, is slightly strange. Um, but you'd wonder why they would they would do that but either or it's never too early to play holiday music and it's never too early to start thinking about gifts either whether it's for a friend or the friends in your pants you can make this a season to be jolly with manscaped so to get free shipping and 20 percent off go to manscaped.com forward slash wtf1 the Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. It has everything needed to help you deck the halls from face to balls just in time for mistletoe season. The Platinum Package has each product from the best-selling Performance Package, plus ultra-premium body wash, ultra-premium 2-in-1 shampoo and conditioner, and ultra-premium deodorant. It's the best way to smell fresh from your Santa hat to your candy cane. The Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer and the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin-safe technology to protect your delicate presence. Plus, both are waterproof, so there's no issue clearing the snow out of your driveway. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com forward slash WTF1. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com forward slash WTF1. Manscaped. Get your jingle balls ready for the holidays. Uh, we move to the next question, which is from Top Rack Anna. Why didn't Hass want Mick to do donuts? Now, this was a sad, sad uh, little clip, wasn't it, on Team Radio, where Mick was just doing a few donuts. They come over the radio and basically tell him to stop and then say, seriously, you know, we can't do that. And then Mick replies, oh, okay, uh, love you too. And I was like, oh, God, this is this is like a, an awful breakup here. But Mick's like too too nice to say anything horrible. Um, as my understanding is that there were designated places to do donuts and the, the last thing Hass wanted was some sort of penalty or financial, yeah, um, uh, yeah penalty uh, for, for Mick doing donuts. And Mick's like, oh, well, it doesn't really matter. I'm not going to be at the team next year anyway. Like, who yeah. cares? <laughs> going to um, pay for it. But yeah, uh, I think it was because it there was a designated place and that was it. Is there any other understanding yeah. there? Could be that like they just wanted to make sure the car was in the best possible state for testing I later this week today, or something yeah. like that. So it might have been, yeah, that they needed to save the engine or the gearbox or something like that. But that's just a guess. But yeah, it could be that they didn't want to get in trouble because the FIA had literally, as you say, Matt, defined a donut zone. <laughs> but only the top three were allowed to do donuts and Sebastian Vettel. But some of the drivers were like, nah, it's the last race. I'm doing donuts like Schumacher, like Ricardo. So, yeah, I, it's a shame. I don't think they'd have penalised Mick for doing them. In, I, I, I personally think it's more the fact that They've got to use 
those components and parts probably for uh, the test has on exactly a rich team um and they haven't exactly um partly due to Mick Schumacher's driving <laughs> got probably got loads of spare parts either so um it's it's annoying because it looks like such a killjoy thing but I do think the engineer, I do feel sorry for the engineer because you could tell he was genuinely sorry and was like, I really don't want to be the party pooper here because he was like, sorry, Mick, but please stop. And it also could be fuel as well. Uh, you know, if, if they run out, if he's That's burning right. a load of fuel and they can't do the the fuel, um, he'll lose. Oh, no, he'll, I was going to say, like, I don't think okay. <laughs> yeah, he'll lose the zero points he scored. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things, unfortunately, uh, that it looks like a party pooper, but then teams are party poopers and i guess a team like red bull and ferrari can afford to do donuts and just oh no anyway let's put some new parts in doesn't we've got loads of money whereas maybe it's not the same for house that's true sad times but it's a shame to for mick's career to end that way just in another sort of bitter ending really it doesn't seem well he got his donut anyway so who yeah. cares, you know? Um, so he, he got it done. Right. Let's move on to my three-word race review now then. And it is. And I completely agree with this. Leclerc, vice champion. And then if I could add another three words, so like a three-three word, it'd be Leclerc, vice champion of the world! Because he is uh, the the vice champion. Um, and it feels good, you know? Uh, he's He's driven... He deserved P2 in the championship, in my opinion. If he finished third in the drivers, um, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't have affected my life much. But also, there's a there's a small part of me that goes, how? Um, but yeah, Le- Leclerc was uh, brilliant in 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 the race uh, in Abu Dhabi. I thought that he executed uh, everything he possibly could. No way was that Ferrari quicker than Sergio Perez and that Red Bull. I think that. Well, there's a question actually from Team WTF1 member E-flat Major uh, who said, Ferrari actually got the strategy right, or did they? Did Leclerc only finish ahead because Perez got held up, or was the Red Bull strategy actually faster at the end and it went wrong on track? And this is kind of where my point is going, is that Red Bull were quicker. It was very clear to see that. Um, But they sort of forced Perez into making an early stop. Perez chewed through his tyres at the start, was then forced into a, probably suboptimal two-stop strategy. And yeah, Leclerc was just consistent and managed to hold off the the pressure at the end. Yeah, Perez did get held up, but there's no guarantee that he would have got through on maybe that one, one and a half laps he might have had to attack Leclerc at the end. So yeah, there was some moments where it didn't work out for Perez, but I think Ferrari could not have done any more if they tried. Like what other strategy could they have pulled to force Perez or beat Perez uh, on track because they they went longer in the stint because they noticed that Perez got held up when he pitted early and then used that time that they had made up to then get an extra what was it, six laps I think it was uh, on the on the first stint so yeah Ferrari that's why the that's why the hype train hood is out because they've learned they've taken all their learnings from this year all the mess ups and gone right let's practice for next year and Abu Dhabi was in my opinion perfection from ferrari well done yeah fair play to ferrari that they got it spot on and if you went into that race weekend particularly after qualifying i think i even said at the start of the watch along when it looked like uh, verstappen and perez were checking out 
I did do not see how Leclerc is finishing P2 in this title and getting ahead of Perez on, on the road. And they did it. Um, so fair play. I think it was a mix of great um, a great strategy from Ferrari throwing rolling the dice when it's all they could do and it working out. And also, I think Leclerc just drove brilliantly. And even at the end, when, uh, when Sergio got up behind him, Leclerc put in some fastest sectors that he'd done uh, in the whole race and had a bit more on his tyres. So had um, Sergio not been held up a couple of times, and dare I say that I think a lot of it was his own doing as well. He, his his passing of Hamilton was very clumsy and held himself up quite a lot. Uh, I don't think he got through the traffic as quick as he probably should have done. Um, and it was a shame that we didn't get to see that that final battle at the end um but i think the end did show that leclerc maybe still did have a little bit of giving it everything on his tires and i i I just i can't believe we're sat here talking about ferrari beating red bull on strategy and leclerc managing his tires brilliantly and sergio Perez not managing his tires brilliantly he is the tire whisperer and ferrari you, you heard leclerc in in practice going yeah, I think the tyres are going to last four corners. I did not see this coming. So fair play to Ferrari and Charles Leclerc. I think they they deserve to be two in the title. And and also, uh, they even said, I think Leclerc said in his post race interview that um, even the strategy went so well, even to the point where they dummied Perez into and Red Bull into pitting, where they said, "I'm going to do the opposite to Perez," uh, and then Sergio comes into the pit straight away. Uh, and it turns out they were never actually planning on pitting. It's stuff like that. I'm like, Ferrari, what are you up to? As Tommy's left the podcast, uh, if you're watching on video, he's just sorting out Frank or he's fallen off his chair. Not sure. Oh, man, off, fallen off his chair. Yeah, he's made his yeah, point, I mean, that's it. He's just departed. Yeah, I mean, without just repeating what you guys have said, like, yeah, it was a great strategy from Ferrari. Whether it was just a fortunate chance of them making the right call I don't know if they've necessarily learned from their mistakes throughout the whole season um, and channeled it into this one strategy, but it was, yeah, very impressive. And as you say, Tommy, you know, Ferrari are kind of notoriously bad for struggling with tyre wear and tyre degradation. So the fact that Charles could actually keep his tyres going was great. And yeah, congratulations to him for sealing second in the championship. George vice Russell champion. said on Sky. Sorry, Sorry vice, vice, vice championship. Thank Sorry. You. Of the Sorry. world. Of the world, yeah. Yeah, I was listening to the BBC Checker Flag podcast this morning, actually, and their producers put a ban on the word vice champion in their podcast. So maybe we I, agree. I encourage it. I encourage it. You encourage it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Vice champion of the world. Thank you. <laughs> OK, um, but yeah, George Russell hinted that um, the clerk was going to get a very nice bonus for finishing P2. So well done, even more money. Maybe he could share some out. I could do with maybe a tenner if you're listening, Charles. You know, that'd be okay. great. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Christmas yeah. is coming up. Um, exactly. Charles wants to send us a present. That's uh, by all means. I mean, I've, I wouldn't say no, you know. No, I mean, I've supported through thick and thin, through the tears. That's um, true. What happened, by the way, Tommy? Just, I, I thought a lot of people are going to be wondering who was uh, Frank, I think he had something and has just been going crazy for the last few minutes. Okay. Or, or he's really annoyed that you're saying vice champion because it's not a thing. No, it, no, it is. It is because uh, Charles Leclerc is second and therefore the vice champion of the world. Um, anyway, move on. Or he's just the fir- the winner of the losers. 
That's another no, way no, of no, no, no. That doesn't sound as good as vice champion uh, for me personally. But anyway, Tommy, uh, let's let's hear your three word race review before Frank loses his mind again. <laughs> Mine is needs new finale, and this is probably something that we say after every Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, apart from the last one because it was so controversial. But what a snoozeworthy track Gasparina Circuit is. The changes haven't really made a huge amount of difference, and it's just a shame that the season ends in such a flat, boring way. I mean, I've never seen less questions for our podcast because not really a lot happened. No, we're washed. <clears throat> we're washed, yeah. Um, but countering that, you can go, oh, well, you know, the championship's wrapped up and all this kind of stuff. Brazil, absolutely brilliant. We loved it. And um, it's a shame that this is just the way it is because money talks and... Um, it's, it's signed a deal for a very long time to be on the calendar, but it's a shame that the season has to end for me on such a sort of, oh, uh, okay, that was a bit of a boring race. Whereas, um, yeah, it just sort of like peters out in the in this uh, on this track because not really a lot happens. I made a, a video which will be going out actually before this podcast. So if you've watched it, you'll have seen this, but I, I, I kind of likened it to when you're out on a night out, right? And the last sort of 15 minutes is when the DJ plays slow bangers for everyone to calm down and, you know, just sort of mellow out. That's what Abu Dhabi is, in my opinion. Like, the F1 are just calming us down. I'm kidding. It's because Abu Dhabi pay a premium, and that's the only reason that's there. Uh, but, it, it, yeah, it's... I, I mean, again, in this video that you may well have seen, uh, I argue that I think the changes have made overtaking even like harder especially into turn nine it's it's too sweeping it's there's not enough hard braking zones the thing for me right and i say this in the video if you've already seen that i'm sorry for repeating myself but i i firmly believe this the formula the formula one for good racing overtaking is a straight into a hard braking zone why don't tracks understand this what like I'm thinking turn 14 China. I know I love the China Shanghai International Circuit. What a track. But that kind of hairpin, maybe not that aggressive, but that kind of hairpin. We have a long straight into a hard braking zone. Drivers can send one to the inside, to the outside, whatever they fancy. And you have that that chance of someone out braking. Into turn nine, even turn five, it's too sweeping. Turn five is obviously a little bit more of a harder braking zone, so you have maybe an opportunity, but the straight before isn't long enough for drivers to get a run to try a move where we saw a great move from signs was down towards turn six, because lo and behold, it's a hard breaking zone into a tight and twisty chicane. So for me, I know they're not going to, because why would they make more changes and spend more money? But the sweeping corners, yes, the drivers have said it's more enjoyable, but I don't think we should, take the drivers saying they like the circuit and it's more enjoyable to drive as an equation for good racing. Cause that's, that's not what this is. And, and it shows even with these 2022 cars that have been following so much better. I think Tommy, you said in the watch along 25% more overtakes than there were last year. Yep. Abu Dhabi, you still can't get good racing around there. The amount of times Vettel tried to move on Ocon into turn nine. Cause that was the only time he could really get a full run on him. Ocon just covered the inside. And because of the almighty amount of downforce in, the, in these Formula One cars, the switchback is not possible for Vettel to 
like in Formula Two, how they, you know, they'll run wide and then the, the other driver will cut inside. They can't really do that in F1 cars. So that's why sweeping corners don't work. Thank you for coming. Yeah, it's to my also, match. that's all right. It's also a very flat circuit. The elevation change I've just looked up is apparently 10.7 meters, which is 35 foot, which is really not very much. I'm not suggesting I just build a hill and add in like a little, I don't know, uh Baku kind of up sweeping up to some sort of random thing and go back down again but where it is so flat I also think that might contribute to not much exciting things happening but yeah just generally it's not a very thrilling circuit is it and as you say it kind of leaves not a sour taste in fans mouths but everyone agrees Abu Dhabi is a bit of a snooze fest it's a dull track and I would love it if we could switch it around with something else, but it's just one of those Brazil. things. Just... Oh, God. <laughs> oh my God, are you right? <laughs> I went to say Brazil in a cough and then hiccups at the same time. It's not like so you swallowed a fly or something. Uh, that was amazing. <laughs> um, so, so I'm going to go yeah. back on mute. <laughs> Sorry, it's never going to happen is what I'm trying to say. So we can just keep complaining till the end of time, but we'll probably still be racing in Abu Dhabi for the last race of the season, so. Abu Dhabi rely on sort of gimmicky things, I guess, at the end of the season as well. So, like, <laughs> we, we get to the end of the, the season and we've seen if there's not a title battle, it's like, oh, we're introducing the new logo here or, you know, we're having... They're lucky medals. it's the last race of the season and, you know, medals. there's donuts because people remember or the medals, yeah, which, in my opinion, is a bit daft, but we'll get used to them, I guess. Um what do you guys think to the medals? I just think it looks a bit weird when they've got the medals on I think they, if they the do medals, they should do got bronze, silver, gold. So everyone on what, the podium gets a medal. Is that not what it was? No, it's just the winner. Oh, oh, it was just Max that got It's just medal. Max. I didn't yeah, actually notice that. Yeah, it's just Max that, that wow. gets medal. I well, think they should the do medals then? Surely it's so that of... the winner gets like a personal memento. So they don't well, have to What about to give second and back. third? I mean, what? Screw them. <laughs> what about vice champion of the world? Shut up. <laughs> it was quite but funny yeah, that they were in the that order. That gets a medal, which that's I think weird. is so silly. But it's personally engraved. Woohoo. That's not the that's not the point of medals, in my opinion. I think medals have always, since the beginning of time, been the top three. Yeah. Formula One are like, no, first place, that's it. Second and third, you can you can just forget that. Um, but either or, uh, that's another time to talk about medals, I assume. Uh, right. Question zero X fusions. Do you think once Abu Dhabi's race contract ends, Formula One will purposely pick one of the American races, probably Las Vegas, to be the season finale? I feel any race, yes, even Vegas, can be more exciting than the Asmarine circuit. Well, it depends. That's a good question. I think Vegas maybe not, because Formula One are putting the shows on the show on themselves in Vegas. They're not pay, they are fronting the costs and then taking the money back out by selling the tickets and yada, yada, yada. Whereas Abu Dhabi, as I mentioned earlier, pays a premium to be the finale. So I think Formula One will just take a healthy paycheck from whoever's willing to pay. Um, I don't know when Abu Dhabi's race contract ends or whether, you know, the difference between that and the premium that they pay uh, is is how, how long that's locked in for. I but, feel like it's it was a 10-year contract last yeah, year. Yeah, I thought that. It feels, yeah. it feels like it's going to be on till we're, yeah, 40. But... Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's a case of, oh, Las Vegas, because it's glitz and glamour in US. It just, 
whoever bids highest, I think, will get the finale. Yeah, yeah. it's one of those things. Money talks. Okay, so it's secured a deal until 2030. So it, it could be possible that yes, but um yeah, maybe Formula One do kind of promote the Las Vegas race. It's kind of the penultimate race for next year, isn't it? Yeah. Is this yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, because they're back to back for some Yeah, that's oh, they're, they're really close though, right? Really really close. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Abu Dhabi and America. I think you could like, like walk Brazil. there maybe. Yeah. Just like Brazil and Abu Dhabi, yeah. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Yeah, smart, smart moves from them. Uh, but yeah, it depends how much Abu Dhabi will be willing to pay. Um, I guess if the money talks, which we've seen as being a big trend when it comes to the F1 calendar. But yeah, I, I would actually quite like maybe Vegas. I mean, we haven't raced there yet, so that could also be a bit of a snooze fest, but at least it would be a snooze fest and a lot of hype going on with it like off track whereas in Abu Dhabi not really much exciting stuff happens on the track or off the track apart from the secret Santa which I look forward to every year but that could be done in Vegas <laughs> that's about the most in... exciting thing that happens <laughs> in it's... Abu Dhabi off track call, call me an, a, an old school F1 fan but I just want the finale to be a circuit that's been purpose built and not built around things i.e. Abu Dhabi built around the bloody hotel and the marina True. and yada yada Las yada. Vegas, Vegas built yeah. literally in Vegas and again restricted Brazil purpose built great track I'm going to throw into the mix that if it has to be money and because Brazil are never going to have the, the money to do it Switch Abu Dhabi and Bahrain. Let's have Bahrain as the finale because Bahrain is a great circuit, uh, very underrated. Um, that again was, I think, maybe a little bit controversial at the time that it was like, oh, Bahrain, are, you know, paying to get in Australia's slot as the season opener. Bahrain has produced some absolute amazing races, so I'd happily have Bahrain as the finale. Um, Would Bahrain want the finale though? I feel yeah, like they they like they, being the intro because like again they will pay a premium and you to do be testing the... there as well. I guess Saudi. that's because they race there, though, right? That they have testing. Because I guess if they did switch it, they'd just do testing in Abu Dhabi, maybe. I don't know. But from a circuit perspective, uh Saudi uh is an exciting like we can't we can't say that the last two Saudi Grand Prix haven't been incredibly exciting and um dramatic. So I'd rather have Saudi as the, the finale than Abu Dhabi from a racing they'd, perspective. They'd be willing to pay. They would, I'm sure they would. I wonder what the bidding war will be like when uh, that next uh, comes up. But um, yeah, interesting stuff. Next question from MonkeyU5. Should Max take the majority of the blame for Checo not getting second place in the Drivers' Championship, preventing Red Bull from getting the first sweep in the Drivers' Championship? I'd say yes. I would say Checo should have driven faster and secured P2. I think it is very, very unfair yeah, okay, look, Brazil is Brazil, and I have been more than vocal that Max should have helped Checo, and I even thought that he should have let Checo through uh, in the sprint. And if you had, if he had let him through both in the sprint and in the race in Brazil, 
he would have got second place in the championship because of the extra points. That's correct, isn't it, Tommy? I think it is. Uh, he would have got an extra, it? Would he have maybe. got an extra three points? Would he? Yeah, or maybe. No, and Charlotte Claire's got an extra win. So he's no, an extra he win. Okay, so I saw a lot of people saying that on Twitter, so they're wrong. Okay, cool. Uh, Twitter um, wrong? Surely not. No, I know, right. Uh, so yes, okay, in which case, um, no, not at all. Brazil Max, made no difference. Max, uh, for those that expected Max <laughs> to slow down from the lead of the race to back Leclerc into Checo to try and get Perez through on Leclerc without putting his win at jeopardy, it's just, it's a bit bonkers, in my opinion. Um, Verstappen did... To be fair, he played the team game. He gave Checo slipstream in qualifying. He definitely helped Checo have DRS at the start of the race as well to drag him out of um, the the attack from from Leclerc behind. And then you know the rest is up to to Sergio, in my opinion. Tommy's already mentioned it earlier. It wasn't ideal going through traffic. I think some of the things was was very much just bad luck uh, with the drivers fighting in front of him. I don't think he could have done much more with Gasly and Albon, was it? I think they were fighting at the same time. Yeah. Um, so there were moments where I don't think he could have done much more. Uh, but there were also, I think it was when he pitted originally, didn't he, from his first stop, which then put him into traffic. And you then say, well, look, yeah, he came out in traffic, but also he wasn't able to take those tyres anywhere near the, the amount that Verstappen was. Um, so you have to maybe put that down to Sergio a little bit. But no, I'm not I'm not putting blame on Max at all, really. I think that he's done all he said he was going to do in Abu Dhabi. Checo just had to beat Charles uh, and didn't. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter at all for any anything. I know, well, apart from Charles Leclerc being vice champion of the world, it doesn't matter. That really doesn't. Like Red Bull getting a clean sweep. It's just an extra touch to a to a record book. Exactly. To for for Max to start. I, I totally understand why Hamilton backed up Rosberg because it was for the world championship. Um equally Perez doing what he did for um Max in Abu Dhabi uh was for the world championship. P2 is just a nice additional thing that you know, Max did what he could in terms of, like you say, dragged him along with with DRS. I'm I've not changed my stance on Brazil, even though now it doesn't matter. And I think what didn't help is that Jensen Button, when he did the interview, said it was one point when it wasn't, because um, it was obviously three points right. and a win. So it was it was more than that. So Brazil actually wouldn't have made any difference if he'd have let him through. Um, I still believe he should have done though for, in terms of just team morale and everything like that. Um, so I've not changed my stance on that. But realistically, yeah, it, it was a nice additional thing that he could have got. But how can you blame Max Verstappen for it? I mean, Sergio Perez finished 149 points behind Verstappen, uh, scored two wins to Verstappen's 15. And yeah, I don't, I don't really see how that's Verstappen's fault, but then... He's the bad guy now, isn't he? Because he's started dominating Formula One and just like Hamilton and Vettel before. Ironically, Vettel of all people, um, you know, he's he's been the the villain and been the one that's being booed on the podium and stuff. And now um everyone uh loves him. So domination just makes people hate people. Apart from you, yeah. you love him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think I am with you guys in terms of the Brazil situation. 
Uh, and you've also got to look at the bigger picture, the whole of the 2022 season. There might have been opportunities where Sergio could have done more. Maybe Max could have done more, but I'm in the same boat of like, at the end of the day, racing is racing. I think part of the team game would have been, it would have been nice for Max to let Checo buy in Brazil, but, you know, look at the whole rest of the season, like, Perez got pole position in Saudi Arabia and then kind of got mugged off because Ferrari did a dummy radio message and they pit uh, pit, pit Perez and then there was the safety car afterwards and so he kind of got a bit mugged off with that and then had to give a position back to Carlos Sainz and all that kind of thing. It seems like it was ages ago now, Saudi thinking back to that. But, you know, there was opportunity for points to be lost there and there have been so many situations throughout the year where either Checo might have missed a chance to get some points and um, maybe Red Bull have missed the opportunity too. Um, but then the same can be said with Leclerc's side of the garage. So I can never remember so much hype and like, I don't know, media attention put on this battle for P2. It could be that we've just <laughs> not had, had a championship fight. Basically. Yeah, yeah. For P2, because normally it's like Mercedes and it's always Hamilton wins it with like four races to go. And then, unless it was like Vetter when he was at Ferrari or something, it's normally like Valtteri Bottas or someone like that that's able just to pick up the points because there's no other cars that are nearly as competitive as Mercedes. But it's just been mad this last week of P2, P2. I mean, if you look back at the last decade of Formula One, unless you like kind of really gave a thought to it, nobody can just list who came P2 in the last 10 years, unless you're a human encyclopedia. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's not that deep. <laughs> no, it's true. No one will remember it, particularly obviously if Charlotte Claire ends up winning a title, which you hope he would um, with his talent. So um, it's just one of those things, like you say, it's nice. It would have been nice, but I, I don't really like, Checo had Checo chance, didn't seem too sad on the podium, did he? That he'd finished third. Is that oh okay, nice. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but I, I would also blame um the graphics and the battle for P2, which came up from about Japan. I Who think. will be so, vice champion? Uh, I think it was very much like just as something, uh, some sort of narrative that we can all get our teeth into. And we we took the bait and we uh we chomped that up. So uh, but it was fun. It was just a bit of fun and Leclerc came out on top uh next question robbie chen 29 i thought the fia won't inform drivers to give position back this year why is it different now with hamilton regarding his corner cutting when battling signs i i what that first bit is that is that the case i i, I yeah. must have missed that i'm pretty I, sure they said that they at the start of the season they said that drivers uh the the new stewards bearing in mind one of them has not been fired but it, terms of like yeah they're not, just, they're not using him anymore else. right no we only have um but they said at the start that they're gonna have this approach yeah i thought i thought they had this approach i don't know if they've changed it since but they announced that it would basically they'd let the drivers decide whether they give up the position or not and then if they don't then they'll go okay you're getting a penalty rather than telling him you have to give up the position so yeah i understand why they've said that i don't really get that um, why no, that's I, mean, I don't know if maybe we just got like a really small snippet of the radio but yeah as you sort of said it was like hinted that maybe the FIA had said you need to give the position back but perhaps maybe it was the team 
seeing it from an outside perspective and going, if we don't give this back now, we're probably going to get a penalty for it. So he might as well just give it back. And then it just avoids any further issues down the line. Mm. One did tweet that race direction told Hamilton to let him back through. So I guess there's confusion there. Mm. I've not actually heard the radio transcript, but, uh, and then obviously the team said, yeah, the team said we've been told to give the position back. So they have, they were told from what it's like. I don't know the FIA anymore. Just (laughs) FIA things then, isn't it really? It is just, you just couldn't make up, could you, that it's the same driver, the same corner. Because even Science mentioned it on the radio, didn't he? He said he did exactly the same as Verstappen, which I would argue is not true because I think Science's move was a lot cleaner than Verstappen's. And I think um, Science's was a lot more clear cut for me that Hamilton should have given the pass. Whereas I understand why people don't think Verstappen should have been given the place back last year. Yeah. Um, they've also, did they have that exit curb there last year or did they have that, that after <laughs> the wheelie after curb Hamilton? Yeah. After yeah. Hamilton straight line it last year, or was it the fact that he went off the track a bit later than, because mm. I think Hamilton tried to stay on this it, year mm. and then, so maybe, maybe it's that, but, um, I mean, I don't have a problem with the FIA informing positions to be handed back, to be honest with you. I don't think, I don't know why that's an implementation that they've had. Um, personally, it's, it's difficult because also people have been saying, you know, why is it different? One, I agree, Tommy, Sciences was more measured, but still did squeeze Hamilton on the exit just purely for how tight that corner becomes. Uh, but also because the overtaking rules have changed slightly. And maybe that's another reason why the outcome was different to what happened with Verstappen and Hamilton, but either or Hamilton gave the position back and then it was no further action, which I don't mind. I, I, I would prefer that than drivers being slapped with five second penalties. I'd rather they be informed and then they can just continue to race rather than someone being slapped with a five second penalty. And all of a sudden that battle is over. Cool. Good chat, everyone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for K2, but yeah. oh no, I have nothing else to say. Okay, cool. You can tell it's the end of the season when I just say something and then uh, <laughs> neither of you respond. It's it's... Silence, just yeah, <laughs> agree, disagree, hate me. Like, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, I can't end this season with another FIA run, but I'm uh, just done. <laughs> I'm I've tired. got nothing left. Cool. All right. Um, yeah. good. I think they played it, I think they played it perfectly there, and I well think done. that should be the way they do it. Moving on as well. Yep. Well done, FIA. You did something right. Uh, next question. GA underscore R. Right. FIA did something right. What's I going know. on? What is this world? Uh, You're in a GA underscore universe. R. 1997. Did Alpine low key put a 2017 McLaren Honda engine in Alonso's car? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Not even low key. Uh, he's. I mean, he's we, we, we listed we listed all the problems he'd had. Uh, maybe it was a, a podcast Mexico. or two ago. Um, and he has another problem uh, this weekend. It's just Fernando Alonso's luck this year has been absolutely disgraceful. Uh, I would have loved to have seen what he could have achieved uh, had he just had half the bad luck. Um, you know, times like Australia qualifying and things like that. If we go back all the way that, uh, to then, and yeah, it's such a shame because Fernando clearly has shown that he has still got the absolute minerals uh, that um, we, ding, we, ding, we ding. suspected. Tick off your bingo card. Sure. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, next year, I fear that it could be one of those, oh, if Fernando had stayed at Alpine, what could he have done sort of thing? Because Aston Martin, as much as they were a lot better in Abu Dhabi, generally speaking, their season has been pretty poor. Um, But let's see. Did Alonso sign for the paycheck? Did he sign for better reliability? 
Uh, <laughs> or did he sign because genuinely he believes that Aston Martin are going to be better next year? We'll have to wait and find out. Or well, doesn't want to race Ocon anymore. I think all of the above. Um, yeah. Fernando's luck has just been poor. For me, he's been one of the drivers of the season. Uh, and his points don't don't show that uh, at all. Uh, you know, he's finished ninth in the championship, uh, which is, I mean, you can argue that the championship, the top six are locked in anyway, uh, with the the gap of that um, those top teams. But yeah, the fact that he's finished eleven points behind Ocon uh, when his car hasn't worked. No, no discredit to Ocon because I think he has been underrated this year. But um, Alonso's car, just the amount of failures, like you say, you listed it off in Mexico. And now the fact that it got into the final race. And again, he's had a problem. It's just un- unbelievable, uh, the poor guy. But said it on Hot Takes Wednesday that uh, the move for me is actually looking better than you would if you'd have asked me when first did it. I thought it was absolutely ridiculous and stupid, but I think it's a good move now. Yeah, it's hugely disappointing to see his season end like that. But then at the same time... <laughs> I, it couldn't have ended any other way, could it? I know that there was a meme that I think you shared, Tommy, of what somebody had made the donuts that people did for him in 2018 yeah. on the Abu Dhabi Strait, and they had redone it and made Alonso's engine on fire in 2022. And sure enough, it happened. He had this failure. Um, and yeah, it, it's just this, how his season <laughs> has come to an end. It's just almost poetry that it had to end like that but um yeah hugely disappointing for him I've seen pictures that he's already just chilling with the Aston Martin garage scouting that out today so clearly he wants that chapter to end I just knew social media would be a cesspit after that um especially the Alpine tweet they put out to say that Fernando's had to retire from the race some of the replies to that were pretty disgusting um and you know it's not the admin's fault on social media that their car has broken down obviously they don't want it to happen they still managed to secure p4 but at the end of the day like the people that are at Alpine are not doing it deliberately it's just unfortunate circumstances um but yeah I'd be interested to see how many Twitter followers and social media followers Alpine lost after that happened to Alonso yesterday? Because I think a lot of hardcore Alonso stands were just like, right, that chapter's ended, unfollow, block. You saw that same stuff. video that I did on Twitter, didn't you, of that Stan oh. Alonso account that literally unfollowed. Yeah, there was literally no, an my, Alonso well, Stan account. because my brother literally did the same as soon as it oh, happened. Wow. He was like, no, unfollow there was, Alpine. There was quite, a, <laughs> uh, quite a, a, an engaged tweet that someone was like, right, cool then. Thanks so much, Alpine. Unfollow. Goodbye. It's mad to think oh, that no. <laughs> Alpine are the team, albeit with a different name, that Fernando won his two world titles with, and it's ending this badly. It's mad. Renault was always that team that he could come back to. You know, he had he fell out with McLaren and returned to Renault, and they took him back. And yeah, it's ended extremely badly. And speaking Even of ending, Sydney in the. Uh pre-race interview with Ocon I think we mentioned it was on the watch yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where he was like yeah I can't wait to leave basically and oh, Alonso just doesn't even hold back does he he's just like bridge by bridge yep. burning lovely torch flamethrower yeah. yeah and now I've got to buy Alpine match for God's sake head to toe head to toe uh, what were you going to say Everything. speaking of was that what you were going to say no, I was, was going to say oh, yeah cool, I can't cool. believe it head um, to toe what does that mean that means a hat 
Thanks, I reckon Danny that Rick. means sunglasses, if there's any sort of no. Alpine sunglasses. <laughs> what Alpine scarf, defenders? Alpine oh, t-shirt, gonna... hoodie, trousers, underwear. I'm going to set up a GoFundMe because I'm going to be bankrupt. Shoes. Maybe uh, stead socks. Bracelets, jewelry, or something. Bracelet, jewelry, watch. Yeah, no, oh, maybe an Alpine Alpine store and see what there is. Uh, no, no Christmas present for Grace. <laughs> yeah, Alpine, Alpine earplugs, Alpine headphones. Could you get uh, a cap and a beanie? Oh, they do body warmers, so you could have that over hello, your body. Hello, body warmer. Lovely. Oh my god, they do bedding. It's so annoying as well because I am. Um, I'm not. I'm not that fan. That's like unfollowing. Gonna unfollow Alpine, but at least if Alonso had stayed, I'd be like. That's fine. Alonso yeah. fanboy got a slappy match. <laughs> you might get it discounted. There might be a uh, sale. And Alonso, yeah, you'd have to find a discounted Alonso sale. Oh. Yeah. Um, that's right, mate. Put on expenses. It's fine. <laughs> it's they do trainers. The, they have the shoes. One. Yeah. Katie, shush. <laughs> stop. Oh stop. God, You're hurting shoes. my bank balance. Here. Only, and they're on stop sale from more 130 things. euros to 78 euros well, look, just for a Tommy, pair of shoes. Tommy, when they you do should... a bag. They have a tote bag. Oh, a bag as well. Yeah, that's oh, good. A magnet. You have say. to get a magnet and pens and a lanyard. You have to buy the lanyard. Well, look, okay. Umbrellas. Yeah, lanyard, yes. Umbrella. Sunglasses. Do you dress in an umbrella? Probably not. Uh, but either or, Tommy, you know, well, maybe, right, <sighs> on this so podcast, <laughs> you shouldn't be so flamboyant with your little, oh, no one's ever going to break into the top four. I, I, we need to find that clip. Yeah, thanks, Danny Rick. On, on social media. Racing yeah. one car this year. Really, really His appreciate mask. that. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Sassy Tommy's coming out now. Here we go. Come on, let it all out. Okie dokie. Well, there you go. Tommy can figure out what he's going to sort out uh, for Alpine merch. And we now get into, hopefully... Tom Bellingham with his guitar ready to uh no, I haven't oh, had time. For... I'll what do, do you the end of season one. Had I've had COVID. Oh, I've had COVID, which means you'll be late. You've had a whole season thinking about the riffs. No, you only told me you only told me the last race that I needed to do it, right? Nuts. No, we didn't. We said rubbish. that weeks before. Well, That's absolutely rubbish. Okay, end of end we of season. Said that about in the US. Okay, we're doing an end of season OPCDF one anyway, and I realized end of season podcast, yeah. That I was okay. like, oh my word, I've Totally forgot. You've forgotten. Okay, I need, well, I need that to is record a, and all sorts. Now. Okay, you have to do it. I will do it, and I've got more time now. In There's the no racing. What did you go to university for if you're not even going to apply your musical talents to your current <laughs> job? Huh? I know. Jeez. Right, that is your homework, Tommy. End of season. You have to create something or other. Okay. And this one's a good one, anyway. So it deserves to be played. Okay. This one's from Mike. Mo goalkeeping. Love your work. I've been inspired by your recent jingle, so decided to put one together myself. I have zero audio skills or experience, but I have iMovie, so I thought I'd give it a go and have a bit of fun. Hope you like it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to ABCDEF1. ABCDEF1 time. ABCDEF1. ABCDEF1 time. ABCDEF1. A-B-C-D-E-F-1 A-B-C-D-E-F-1 
That was a that lot was a of different something. Uh, what was the name? Sorry, uh, Mike. 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 Thank, Thank you, Mike. Mike, for whatever that was. That was uh, it, that was impressive, uh, and that was yeah the final race uh, jingle one. So thank you very much, Mike, for that. Let's get into the ABCDF one rankings. Let's start with Lewis Hamilton. B. Oh. Yeah, B. Mm. Yeah, B. Okay, B from us and the B from the fans. Tommy was thinking about a C there, but we went with a B. Uh, George Russell, B. B, yeah. Yeah, same. Uh, B from us and a B from the fans. Max Verstappen, A star. A star. A star. Boring. A star from the fans as well. Sergio Perez, B. 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 B from us and a B from the fans. Checker fan girl was trying to come out there. (laughs) Uh, Charles Leclerc, A star. A star. A star. Oh, you were going to give him an A there, weren't you? You were thinking about it. I I think he was more of an A star than Max, has to be said. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know how. Yeah, definitely. Did not see that coming, even though I put it in your prediction. My prediction, you mean, uh, in the record books, it says it's my <laughs> prediction. Uh, a star from us and an A star from the fans. Well done, Charles. Uh, Carlos signs. Oh, Carlos. Yeah, just not quite there. Yeah, we'll go with a B. Yeah. 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 24 <laughs> seconds uh, off for Stappen at the end. Uh, finished, what, 16 behind Charles? Yeah, it's a B. Uh, B from us and a B from the fans. Lando Norris, A. Oh, is it... realistically, so close. Uh, he, got, he, 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 got, he got fastest lap, A star. He got a fastest lap in a McLaren star. without pitting late either to just get fastest lap. He genuinely got fastest lap. Just with a decent strategy. It's, um, anno- it's annoying because yeah. the midfield cars. It should be like a star should be reserved for a podium, but they're never going to get it because this yeah. season is just terrible at that. So I think, you, yeah, uh, no, he only finished a second ahead of Ocon. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Mm. It's an A. I'm going to go A. Yeah, it's not an A star quite. It's a high A. <laughs> yeah. Okay. One last time. <laughs> Are you sticking with an A star, Tommy? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter, but. Uh... No, actually, if he was only that, cl- if he was that close to Ocon, then fair enough. Yeah, uh, A from us and a A from the fans. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo, B, B, B. Well done, B, uh, B. Well done, B. <laughs> B from us and a B from the fans. <laughs> Fernando Alonso, B, B. A star for effort, <laughs> but yeah, it's probably got to be a B. They start for being Vettel's rear gunner the entire race, and then his car exploding. It was so cute though, he and Alonso was lap, like, "We're starting next to like, each other. I look after yeah. him." I was like, "Oh god!" He did as he well. He, wouldn't, he definitely he would have on the it. first lap, but then also I think he was very like tentative to make a move at all. Really, he was mm. just like chilling. Um, I was going to say something that, as an Alonso fan, would have actually hurt myself. Friendly fire. Cool. I'd have said he's had a lot of practice just sticking behind a car at Abu Dhabi and not being able to pass. Ouch. Wow, nice championship, Vitaly <laughs> Petrov. Uh, uh, okay, so B from us and a B from the fans. Esteban Ocon, it's going to be an A from me. Yeah, Esteban. Yeah, definitely. an A. But can we take a second to talk about the fact that he's changed his name on his pass to Esti Besti? 
Wow. Genuinely. Has so he? When he goes, it goes, boop, 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 when he signs in, it says SD Bestie. What, sorry? And. What boop, boop, does it make? Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> and also, apparently, he's been doing his signature as SD Bestie as well. Oh. Which no. is Who same. came up with so, SD Bestie? It, <laughs> Where's the I just origin? like to say, it's, it was not from me. Everybody yeah. thinks I made it. I haven't made it. I just called mm. him that, but I don't know where it's come from. You it just bought it to the masses. Top. Yeah, I mean, it's just a nickname. So I don't yeah. want to take credit. I don't want people to go, oh, Katie's saying she yeah, made we've it not, up, we've not, she actually didn't. Not... Like, I'm not saying I did. She says it off when she's off air, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I watched all the proceeds of the merchandise it's made. But we we, we have adopted it on this uh, on this podcast, we absolutely. Um, so yeah, yeah. Ocon finishing the season exactly how he has been pretty much this whole year, just picking up lots of points, being very consistent. And I think he's had a great season. Uh, so it's an A from us and a B from the fans. Come on, fans. Jesus. Uh, Pierre Gasly D. D. Why did they put him on the softs at the start? He was the only one. They no. both tried they the put, softs, yeah, didn't they? It was, very yeah, weird. It was on the softs as well, for oh, yeah. goodness sake. Should have fresh. I don't know. Mm. Very strange. Alpha just rogue strategy, standard. Yeah, D for Gasly. Yeah. So I just started on the mediums. He went. He was soft. He was, yeah, he was he soft at the, the end. Oh, at the end. Okay, the only yeah. other, and a, I don't think I think it was only the Alpha Tauri's. Joe Joe went soft at the end. Oh, yeah. So, um, okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. Qualified C? 17th as well. Yeah. Well, me and Tommy have given Ds anyway, so... Uh... <laughs> I'll, I'll be giving oh, okay. a C if Yuki Tsunoda gets an A star. That's fine. Fine by me. No, okay, this isn't This isn't like... Can't be bartering for other grades. Come on. Uh, D from us and a C from the fans. Uh, next up, Yuki Tsunoda. B? B. I reckon he would have got points if it wasn't for the... And uh, he wouldn't... He'd have overtaken Vettel, but he didn't want to. He was thinking of yeah. the five and a half yeah. seconds behind finishing at the end. He was just giving him a wide berth, was he? Five second gap. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Just in case of an accidental dive bomb. Cutie Yuki. He was uh, he was um I watched the race back and just was on Yuki Sonoda watch to see how badly it went. And he was on the back of Lance Stroll through the whole first stint and then just Alpha Tauri things, just the worst strategy ever. Finished eleventh because they've uh, they were not invented like they? a word. Yeah, true. But Alpha Tauri ninth in the constructors—that is shocking, horrendous. When you think last year Pierre Gasly was like Mister P five, he would always act like slot in a P five in quali or be best of the rest come the race. Yeah, what a step backwards. And before Alpha Tauri, just want more wind tunnel time because their sister team doesn't have as much this year, next year even. Oh. Throwing that one into the mix. They were six. They were sixth last year as well. I'm kidding, yeah, by the like... way. Sorry, Karen. Yeah, so I'd say they're one of, if not the worst performers in terms of the downgrade. Yikes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Williams as well. I mean, they are big brain thinking for 2023. They're going to have what the entire year just in the wind tunnel, uh, finishing tenth. So uh, they're going to get a lot of data, uh, and maybe they can score. Was it eight points in the end? Williams scored. Yeah, is... eight points. More than. Was it more than the year before? I don't know. It wasn't because George <laughs> Russell uh, scored some some decent. Got, and the clicks are TV and hungry. Yeah, let's not forget that. Let's not forget that big moment. He actually um, scored okay, next up, Sebastian Vettel. Wait, did we agree on Sonoda? 
I don't think I said my Snyder. I'll go. go what did you guys go for C? We went for B. a B. A B? Oh, yeah, I'll go B. Okay, B from us and a C from the fans. Sebastian Vettel, A star. A star. He was driving the absolute wheels off that car until Aston Martin screwed him. Yeah. Uh, A star, Tommy. My head says A, but my heart says A star. It doesn't matter anyway, does it? Yeah, It's an A star for Sebastian. I'm looking forward to the the end of year where he's like the fifth best driver of the year or something because we give him (laughs) better grades every time. Um, A star. Yeah, okay. Uh, Lance Stroll. Uh, what? How do you even grade this man? Like he has just the worst qualifyings, and then just finishes in the points. It's um, it's gonna be an A. a. It's gonna be an A. It has to be eighth mm. place. Yeah. Mm, yeah. A. And we've just given his teammate who finished two positions back, even if he did have a bad strategy, an A star. So yeah, I think it's definitely an a. a. B, can we? Uh, a from <laughs> us and a B from the fans. So the fans gave Vettel an A star and the Stroll a B, but we gave him an A. Nicholas Latifi gonna have to be a solid F to finish off the um, 100% is an F every time I blinked I saw him lose three seconds and it's it's painful if you are a Nicholas Latifi fan out there how the hell do you cope because that man just has a race on his own and it's so funny because I did actually tweet about blinking and three seconds lost every time and someone said it's his last race why rush (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, oh poor guy. It's going to have to be an F. Point. I'm sorry. It was no. an it was an awful performance. He did get yeeted by Schumacher, but his only reason he was fighting Schumacher was because he was just out there on 47 lap old hards or whatever it was, so or mediums even. But no, there was a point where Bottas was in 20th, and I was. Like, I know. Oh, this... mm. I was celebrating it he... in the watch along. I thought the prediction yeah. was on. Yeah, and then Bottas got past, and I was like, "It's okay. Cling on to the back." Next time, like you say, blink, seven seconds behind. How on earth has that happened? I just, it it must be infuriating being a Latifi fan. But um, yeah, I'm so torn between giving an A star and an F. I think it's going to have to be an F because I don't want to skew the end of season Tommy just gave him an E. Yeah, I think an E. I reckon he would have at least got. Okay, he did get punted as well. Yeah, yeah, I reckon he got seventh if it wasn't for that Mick Schumacher punt. Seven. Good joke. Wow, <laughs> Tommy. Okay, oh, I'll give him a knee. Actually, I don't think it was as bad as maybe a Yuki Sonoda and Hungary kind of vibe. So let's go. Let's go with a knee. And finally, wait, no, an E from Aston and F from the fans. That is that is that's not finally at all. Uh, Alex Albon. Um, B B. Decent drive from him. Thirteenth managed 13th to beat Gasly, Bottas, Schumacher, Magnussen. No yeah. one's yeah, talking about. Jubbly. If you watch the race, I've not seen any replays of it. Zhou Guan Yu, Alex Albon, and Pierre Gasly swapped positions about six times on the last lap between all all three of them. Because uh, no it's because I was just looking at it like, wait, they're just switching all the time, and there's no replays up there because uh, Albon know. actually got into twelfth at one point, then went all the way down to fourteenth, then got back up to thirteenth. It was they would swap in every lap. They were. They were tenths apart at the finish line. Yeah. Uh, but of course, there was lots of other action going on, Tommy, that uh, we couldn't have possibly missed. Um, Verstappen we leading. We see Max or... Verstappen win by, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, just in case Checo uh, did a dive bomb from two and a half seconds back into turn six. Yeah. You we also know. had to watch those fireworks that were just like blinding. It was a bit much. Whoever did those, I'm sorry. And a, but it was a, 
too far. I thought they were really cool. I thought they were awesome. <laughs> Not like them. <laughs> they were just so many. And I know that the camera <laughs> that they use will always be slightly deceiving, but it made it look so smoky on the start finish straight that I'm like, yeah, I was triggered. That's not very safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. they speak about flares and then they, no, it's fine. But it was on the straight. It's okay. Um, and it was the end of the race. But I thought it was very cool, actually. Maybe you need to turn the brightness down on your television, Katie. Maybe it was a little bit too, yeah. too piercing. Mind my new glasses needed to go back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing too much. Uh, finally, <laughs> yes. So what were we saying about Alban? B. Oh, very no, good job. B. A? Yeah, B. Yeah. yeah, B from us and the C from the fans. Uh, Valtteri Bottas horrendous he was he was really struggling uh d yeah d what's happened happened to alfa romeo my goodness me uh d from us and a c from the fans joe guan yu finished 12th i'm gonna give him a c b maybe a b mm, but b. Board, no maybe not borderline a he was five seconds behind vettel in the points yeah b who was Joe Guanyu? No, he wasn't. Yeah. That was... Oh no, sorry, no, I'm looking for another person there. Yeah, Joe Guanyu is just ahead of Alban. I'll see. Yeah, I think it's a C. Yeah, okay, C then. Uh, C from us. I've got my and a C from the fans. Uh, Kevin Magnussen. Wow, horrendous weekend. D. D. E. He literally came last. Mm. Yeah. Schumacher finished ahead of him and got punted. <laughs> Yeah, I don't he know did what the punting. To Magnuson. He did get the punt. He did do the punting. To be fair, uh... it's true. He did literally like <laughs> synchronized spin and still finished ahead of Kevin. Yeah, I guess he lost maybe like what five sets. Did he have to pit? I don't think he had to. Schumacher, no, he? I don't it was think just he a, a light touch, whereas Latifi's rear wing was destroyed, uh, and Schumacher did get a penalty for that as well, didn't he? So, yeah, uh, yeah it's a horrendous from Magnuson actually. Uh, the pulsed from Brazil uh, so far off. Uh, let's go with E. No D. No, D. D. I'm going D. E. Okay, D from us and a C from the fans. Uh, what? And Mick Schumacher, I'm also going to give a D. Mm, no, e. it won't be that harsh. D. Uh, e. No, I won't be that, that harsh. D. I said D. Well, no, I, no, I was going to give him an E. Oh, right. I thought you, <laughs> I thought um, you were talking to my grade. And I'm not going to be that harsh. No. The same grade. When you manage to botch an overtake on Nicholas Latifi you know it's going going bad mm. um he started yeah he was good in qualifying so D yeah D KT yeah. so what are you going to say come on Pensive with an E yeah I think E actually I'm sorry he put mate. he put Latifi out his final race shocking behaviour <laughs> actually yeah he screwed True. my prediction E uh, so an E from us and a D for the fans. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think it's, I think I still give him a D, but it's still an E from us because uh, both of you gave him one and a D from the fans. Uh, Abu Dhabi predictions. These went really well for all of oh us. Oh my god! Uh, so I went with Ricardo doesn't score points, leaves F one with underwhelming performance. That did not happen. So which is happy good. that There's is the anti jinx. Uh, Latifi doesn't finish last. Oh my god! That was god. hilarious. In because the right, and people are like, "Well, he would have finished last." Well, no, not technically, because I'm pretty sure Hamilton would still have been classified, and therefore I had the whole argument ready. Well, actually, Hamilton's still classified because he conked out right at the end of the race. Latifi I gave you finished. it in the watch along. Yeah, was, you were like, "Yeah, yeah, fine. yeah, fair enough." And then he, he pits on the last lap. What the hell? Like, could you not have just done one more lap, Williams? I feel like there was more to it. I feel like they've retired the car for some technical, like you know, they get something back reason. Maybe. They they get some money if they retire the car or i don't know he never but either or fuming yeah. 
shocking. He never got the Nutella at the side of the track that he'd left there to do a celebration either. Just what did you call him last week? Natifi. <laughs> Nat- Natifi. <laughs> Natifi. That's clever. Uh, but yeah, so I went Latifi doesn't finish last and I thought this is it, this is my moment and then he retires on the last lap and the Twitch watch along went up in in absolute um, laughter. So yeah, good stuff, zero points for that. And my bonus one was Charlotte Leclerc and Sergio Perez make contact. Um, what I meant by that is make some sort of uh, contact on the phone and I believe that they did have a, uh, a phone contact at some point uh, chatting about P2 and the vice champion of the world. So that would be one point for me. Moving on. Beautiful. I think okay, that's no worth points. at least a hundred yeah. points. <laughs> <laughs> no points for me, Katie. What did you get? I said donuts from the grid for Seb. No, well, it was it not for, for Seb. Seb. It was donuts. They'd finished, and Seb came on his own. That sounds weird, but yeah. he did. He, um... you, yeah, you you were going for the guard of honor there, weren't you? Let's be honest. You, you were. Don't don't make us go rewind <laughs> because I'm pretty sure we even said the guard of honor, and we did. Yeah. That's why you said two or I more people. I did say brackets two or more people. Yeah, but you said four Seb. From the grid. They weren't four Seb. I they actually heard they were end of season a rumor donuts. that Max and Checo were both like, this one's for Seb on the radio, but it never got broadcast. Okay, we're really struggling here, aren't we? Uh, yeah, okay. okay, so that's no points there. <laughs> and then I said Alonso and Ocon have a final coming together, which didn't happen. Mm. And then I said bonus Norris front row start, which was an extremely bold and crazy prediction. He did have a good weekend, but not quite front row start, was it? No. So, it would have been on the front like... row if his fastest lap had been qualifying and therefore... Would well, there we go. P1. Thanks for the point. No. And Tommy, what about your lovely points that you've scored? Yes, I went for <laughs> Hamilton win, which didn't happen. The, the record has gone. Can you believe it? I know, win record. Bye-bye. And... Uh, Sebastian Vettel DNFs, which I'm very glad I didn't get a point for. Um, instead, it was the other the other two that were going to do the uh, the burnouts with him. And my bonus prediction was that Latifi would have an identical crash at the same corner as last year during the weekend. And when we saw that camera shot just cut to it, I thought I'd pulled an absolute blinder, but it was a different <laughs> corner. Um, we did so see, close. Yeah. Schumacher and Atifi like racing near each other, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Just is it half a point? Year. Is it half a point that it was Mick Schumacher and Latifi racing each other again? No, you haven't put it in your. And Latifi has an identical crash, identical crash at the same <laughs> corner, and you're like, "Well, they were fighting at a different corner and they crashed." Okay, I just, just got to. No, 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 no because try. I could have said, "Oh, well, yeah. in three laps in the future, Charlotte Lowe and Sergio Perez may have made contact." Uh, we don't know. It's all hypothetical. Anyway, uh, fans, Hannah 15F1, safety car first lap. No. J137X, Mercedes still P2. No. And Rachel, Vettel's win drive of the day. Yes. So that was one point for the fans. Well done. We will, hopefully someone will tot up the prediction points. I'm sure there is, uh, There's. we do have uh, someone out there that is sorting that. So we will have the results in the end of season podcast, I am sure. And that is it. We are at the end of the race podcasts for this year i just want to thank both you katie and you tommy for being my friends to talk about Formula uh, One over the course of the year i have had a absolute barrel of laughs with you all and i'm glad you're almost like my therapists for um allowing me to talk about my ferrari feelings every single race weekend so i just want to thank both of you and also for everyone listening and watching this is kind of like my final thoughts i've gone too early um but it has been an absolute pleasure to bring this podcast uh, to you all and the amount of people that speak to us when we see them at races or 
even in the street, they everyone, almost everyone says, I love the podcast. And it's kind of real. We're realizing now just how many people decide to listen to our terrible opinions. And I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. And uh, yeah, I guess we're going to go straight into your final thoughts, Tommy. Which are exactly the same thing. I went um, for, I went first for final I thoughts know, you ever. Did. Uh, yeah, I can't thank you all enough. Um, it's been... It's been a pleasure. The season, uh, unless you're a Max fan like me, probably not been the most exciting for you, but um, I've enjoyed uh, the podcast. It's been a lot to talk about, a lot of laughs. Team WTF1 in the chat as well. Um, good times with them. Good times with you guys. Good times with everyone. And uh, thank you very much. Yeah, but actually, that doesn't count as a final thought because you just copied me. So now let's have your proper final thought. Thank you very much. My final thoughts are the vice champion isn't a thing. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> Oh, you're making enemies. You don't need to. My final thought is I actually hated working with both of you and I hate doing this podcast and it's a chore and no, I'm kidding, of course. No, No, fair enough. Pop off. No, it's been a a lovely um, experience to do this podcast. Um, I don't know what to say. (laughs) I was just repeating what you guys have said. I had a final thought, which was just that it was nice that all the permanent drivers in f1 scored a point this year which i thought was quite a wholesome note to end on but also then that makes me sound a bit mean if i don't then do another speech about how much i love everybody listening to the podcast and i've said it before but the way that everyone's welcomed me to it has been so endearing and touching and yeah just thanks everyone for listening to us waffle on every week it's been a pleasure been a pleasure pleasure well there you go (laughs) i went a little american at the end but Cool. Well, that sums up Abu Dhabi. That sums up our feelings. Thank Abu you. Dhabi do. Abu Dhabi do. Goodbye for another year. Uh, well, actually, no, there's testing right now. But um, thank you, everybody, as always. Hashtag WTF on podcast. If you want to get your questions and comments in for our end of season uh, review, remember, we will be putting some stuff out on social as well to get your questions in uh, about the season as a whole and, and things like that. So look forward to that one. It will be the ultimate chat, I'm sure. And um, yeah. It's been a pleasure as always, and we'll see you very soon for another podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye, 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 bye.